Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the 90 Day Fiance Rahap podcast, where every week we come together, we dissect the mess that is this show and these couples and the people around them. It's all one big mess, and I'm just always here for the ride. I'm your host and conductor of the Hot Mess Express, Puizan McKeely, ready to talk about season three, episode eight of 90 Day Fiance the other way today. And of course, I am never alone in this endeavor today. I have a lovely guest ready talk about all of this nonsense you can find her talking every week about the real housewives of salt lake city co-host of that podcast with last week's guest jacob jones it is the one the only maggie morgan maggie how are you doing today hey puya i'm doing so good i am so ready to talk about all of this with you i was saying before we started recording this is so compelling. Like I watched last season of 90 Day Fiance proper and I was really compelled at the beginning of the season, but I feel like it sort of fell off just because I felt like, you know, we had like basically five episodes of content that we sort of spread out over a full season last year, I think due to COVID issues. But this, like just sort of jumping in in the middle... I am I'm floored by all of these people. Like they're real people. This is their real life. I'm just I'm just floored. I I can't believe it. Yeah, honestly, I think that um it was a combination of like the 90 day proper story. Everyone's mm-hmm. already in the states and they're trying to like yeah. pick up the pieces. But then, like you said, especially with the couples we had in like the Mike and Natalie's, it's mm-hmm. it's just so repetitive and there's mm-hmm. nothing else to be added. Whereas here, everyone is in a new country. They're adapting to the culture. They're adapting to the family. They're trying to create a new family. There's complications along the way. So 90 Day the Other Way, honestly, is my second favorite, one of my favorites um, of the uh, spinoffs that they have. And yeah. this season itself, this cast has been delivering week in, week out. Well, I really love that you know, we get so much of the families in in this. I feel like, and I'm sure it was due to like COVID issues or, you know, whatever else. But last season of 90 Day, so much was focused on the relationship versus like how they were integrating with the family. And I think it's because on 90 Day Proper, it's about them arriving to America 
and getting married. But on this show, it's just about their life, like how they live their day to day and what their relationships are like and what it's like for them to be living in these different countries within these different cultures. And I think that maybe is what I am finding so compelling about all of their stories. Yeah, I I couldn't agree more. Um, I just I think this season has really revitalized my love for the franchise. Not that I've hated it. Obviously, I'm here every week, but it did get very old very quick with the previous yeah. two seasons that we've covered. So I'm very keen every week when I get a new episode in my list to watch. And and honestly, there each episode's been an hour and a half. I don't think they're too long. I think they're they work completely fine. Whereas with like 90 Day Happily Ever After, I felt like every episode was 45 minutes too long. Yeah. Yeah, I, that's how I felt with last season's 90 Day Fiance proper too. I was like, okay, mm-hmm. You know, I've got to sit through. I have an ad blocker for, but but for whatever reason, on the TLC app, like website, I can't watch it with the ad blocker on. Um, <laughs> so I'm like sitting through more commercials. I feel than I am good content. But this, I did not feel that way. I was really, really enthralled, and like I cannot wait to dive in and talk with you about all of these people. That makes Just me very happy. Life. Yeah, they're real people. Yeah, oh no, gosh. Liana and I started watching this this franchise for one primary reason, and that was it made us feel better about ourselves and our Absolutely. relationship because everyone's unhinged. So given that everyone's unhinged, let's just start with Jenny and Sumit, the longest standing couple in this uh, 90 Day the Other Way franchise. Let's go to them first. So last time we saw them, they have come to this agreement with the parents that the parents are now going to move in. With Jenny and Sumit so that they can help and and help sculpt their future or whatever, however you want to package it. So Jenny goes over to her friend, her best friend in, in India, who is Dipali, and she basically tells Dipali everything about this arrangement. And it's very clear that Jenny thinks that they're in to take her out. They're coming over to screw everything up, to push her out of the picture, and she does not like it at all. But her friend sees it differently, Maggie. Yeah, well, and I think that this is a great example of just like when you watch the show and like you learn about cultural differences, you know, like most American people would not want their in-laws moving in, showing them how to be married. But it seems as though in what I gathered from the episode in Indian culture, it's very common and um, like not frowned upon at all. It's very common and seen as a great help. And her friend is really trying to encourage her and be like, I think that this is actually a very good step that they're willing to do this and help you. So yeah, I, see, I was sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. No. And I was going to say I was floored when I found out that this couple has been together for 10 years. I I cannot believe, based off of the content that was in this episode, that they have been together for 10 years. Like, what? This is giving me strong year and a half in energy or like six months in energy. I, I and She's been in India for like almost three years and, and they've been living together during this time. This is so shocking to me. I, I can't even believe it. Yeah, like that's where you expect, you know, one and a half makes sense given where they're at in the relationship. Because, again, 
Sumit just keeps finding new ways to dodge getting married. So it just feels like Jenny's on this hook for nothing. But it, what's interesting with this exchange with Dipali is that I can tell this is a complex situation because we're all team Jenny. We all think, you know, everyone that's come on his podcast are like, yes, Sumit is a trash bag and yes. Jenny deserves better. Now, mm-hmm. what I felt during this exchange with Dipali was that um Jenny clearly is not seeing this as a positive thing when it mm-hmm. quite frankly is. A mm-hmm. week ago, she had no communication with this with the parents. The parents did not want her at the because their other son obviously is having uh, Sumi's brother's gonna have a baby, and she wasn't mm-hmm. there for those ceremonies. And they've talked about how they want Jenny there. This to me is them extending an olive branch and trying. Now, I will also say that I don't necessarily think that it's just them trying and they don't have ulterior motives. Maybe they do, but this is still a step in the right direction. This is your chance to prove i understand that you know jenny is someone who has lived a long life and doesn't need to prove herself to anybody 100 mm-hmm. percent. but you signed up to marry sumit if you want to marry sumit this is the route you have to take whether you like it or not so yeah. it, this is a positive thing if you have selected the mission of get married to sumit sadly yeah. you picked the wrong mission but you have to now do the objectives <laughs> well i i mean i think you know there's 30 years there's a 30 year age gap with them. And, you know, I, I actually don't have any feelings about large age gaps in relationships. As long as everybody in this situation is a consenting adult, you know, I, I have no feelings. You fall in love and that's, that's what happens. But the problem is with the 30 year age gap here is that like, there are things that Sumit clearly cares about as a 30 year old. Mm -hmm. That Jenny does not give two shits about, which is like, why am I going to have to bend to the way that I live to make your parents happy? Like, that doesn't make sense to me. And to me, as a younger person, you know, I'm 26. I do think that I would care very deeply about what my in-laws thought of me. But I think that if I had lived a full life, raised two children, been through a divorce, you know, whatever she else she's been through, I would be like, I don't care. I want to live my life the way I want to live my life. I've been doing fine up until this point. So I can see why there's that disconnect there. I, I, it's so hard. The idea of, you know, having your in-laws live with you when you are older than your in-laws. Like I can't even (laughs) wrap my head around that. That would be, what do you, it's so odd, but also the thing that really like, sorry, not to jump ahead to the, you know, the next scenes and stuff, but Mm -hmm. sweet, like, you know, Jenny's like, I just want you to have my back. And he's like, well, you know, no, he couldn't do it. And I was like, he "Excuse you! If your parents are coming in to like basically rag on your future wife, I get it. Like you're trying to be like, let's have peace. Like please be respectful of them. There's a certain level of respect that we have for one another in our family. But if your fiance is being disrespected by your parents, you need to step in. I, I he, this guy, man, he's not good. He's bad news. Bad news bears. <laughs> Oh, he's 1000% bad news bears. And that's the biggest issue, right? Because all of this 
The wall being put up, the only barrier to them getting married is Sumit wanting his parents' blessing. That's why Jenny has to go through 12,000 hoops is because Mm -hmm. this is Sumit needs the blessing, has to have the blessing. And it gets a little bit messier during this whole exchange because after the whole conversation with Dipali, Dipali says, you know, this is a big change and it's important and, you know, there's a cultural difference and this is a good step. You got to see this is a good step. This is your chance to prove everyone wrong. And the next scene we see, they are talking and and Sumit basically says, you know, I miss my parents. So I'm actually good with them coming to live with us. And this is where I hold issue because Mm -hmm. now it's getting more and more abundantly clear that Sumit would very much be okay with them just living with the parents as long as, you know, they can he can have both his cake and eat it, too. Sumit has never fully recovered from being away from his family. So as much as it lo- the the show might make us look at it from the standpoint of the parents really want Sumit back, Sumit wants them back just as bad. No, he's very clearly a baby boy, Puya. Like exactly. he's very clearly a little child and he, you know, he's saying like, "Oh god, I'm so glad my mom is here to help, you know, teach Jenny how to be a good housewife." Like, uh, I'm sorry. Or like, what are you doing around the house? Excuse yeah, where's me? his husband crash course that he's clearly been skipping? Uh huh. I, yeah. I've, <laughs> I, I mean, I have something else to say about him too. Um, oh, you know, you're like clearly the thing that's, or the one thing that's holding him back is getting his parents' blessing. All right. I understand that. Having my parents' blessing would be incredibly important for me to get married, which is why. I would pick somebody who I know my parents would have an easier time giving their blessing to. Like if I fall in love with a man 30 years older than me, I think I'm going to have the foresight and understanding to be like, you know what? I feel like my parents may not love it, that my spouse is going to be older than them. So if they are not a thousand percent on board, this is my burden to take on because this is what I have chosen. And Mm -hmm. if they are not, you know, all in on it, then like I can understand why it's an understandable reason. You know, my spouse is going to be literally older than them. But if that's the case, then like that's the case. And I now have to deal with that versus putting that on my partner and being resentful of them and being like, you have to jump through a million hoops over because there's something about them that they can't change. And for me, um, I'm someone who I'm if I like someone, if I'm with someone, whether or not my parents like them, that's not mm-hmm. going to stop me because I have to, you know, focus on me first. I got to make sure I'm happy and I know mm-hmm. I'm a good judge of character. So I'm going to pick someone mm-hmm. that's right for me. So with my parents and, and me and Liana, I really was mm-hmm. in a position where I didn't know how they were going to take it. I do have family members and, and you know, distant relatives who you know, I have cousins that are on my age and, and we've talked and like their parents were like, they have to be like Persian or mm-hmm. from the Middle East. Like that's the rule. Um, But with my parents, I firmed, I was like, I don't know what to expect. Maybe they don't approve, but that's fine. That's mm-hmm. my burden to take. Yeah. They mm-hmm. were both luckily both approving, both supportive. Great. I'm lucky. I mean, what's not uh, to love about Liana though? You I, know, I know it's like yeah. I, the jackpot, I'm the luckiest person. <laughs> Like, let's be real. Um, so ultimately for me, it's like Sumit just clearly 
wants two things that are just not never going to both be on the same page. But we'll move on and we'll talk about how Sumit, when they're planning this move in and and the, they're bringing in furniture for the parents because now they've decided, OK, we'll do a trial. It's not it's not going to be a long stay. I believe Jenny said a couple of days which I think that's mm-hmm. very, very optimistic from Jenny. I don't see them just dipping after three days, but that's fine. But Really? Maggie. That's so funny. I'm just such an American because I'm like, oh, well, they're staying for the weekend. And then, they'll, you know, I like don't, I, I'm just such a like American. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I'm thinking Picture about them staying the way months. that Jenny does. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay, here's the right. biggest thing for me. Sumit straight up says, yeah, you know, I want them to be very comfortable here. So if they want our bedroom, Let's let them have the bedroom, whatever they want. We can sleep here. And that's when I realized, yo, you don't care about what Jenny wants Mm -hmm. at all. And he does have this part of his personality where he wants to protect the peace, right? He always wants to Mm -hmm. take the easiest route and make everything be calm and easy and simple and, and with the least amount of resistance. But what he doesn't realize when he's doing that is he is clearly putting his parents ahead of Jenny's wants. Overall, Mm -hmm. Jenny accepting to do this like family boot camp thing should be Jenny giving you something you want. So the next thing should be what she wants. If she wants to stay in the bedroom, she's got to be able to keep that bedroom. So I don't love that. He basically thinks as long as they don't no one fights, that's good because that's just damning your own relationship. Also, well, okay, I was not sure, Puya, if it was, you know, a cultural thing in Indian culture that, like, out of respect for your parents, you would give them the master bedroom. Because if it was a cultural thing, I think I could be like, okay, I get it. If they're only going to stay for a little bit, that's fine. We have this nice guest room that we can stay in. Like, I I think that's how affable I am and, like, how desperately I would want my in-laws to like me. I think that I would be like, it's fine. I don't care. But also, like, if it's not that... Why can't, like, you have a lovely guest room for them. You're literally setting up a lovely guest room for them to stay in. So what's, what's the big deal? Right. Well, that's the thing, right? For me, like when, when Liana's mom visited, was going to visit, I told Liana, I was like, if your mom wants to take our room, I'm fine with that. I can slum Mm -hmm. it like in my, like in my stream room or whatever, like we'll make it work. Um, but the, the key there is I was cool with it. If Liana Mm -hmm. was like, well, my, I want my mom to be in the bedroom. And I was like, listen, I don't want that. Then Mm -hmm. even if it's wrong, I would hope she would consider that where it's clear that Jenny doesn't want that. Sumit's very much like, I don't care about your input because I do agree with you. If it's, you know, I come from a place, I always want to appease people. I like people being happy. So I'll do anything to make that happen. Oh my gosh. Are you in Enneagram too? I am an Enneagram Me too. too. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. I think we, we talked about this and Liana's a three, right? Yes. Am I remembering properly? Yes. Oh yeah. No wonder. Mm. I love you and Liana so much. We all get each other. <laughs> we do. We all do. I'm a two oh, wing awesome. three. So that's great. I'm also a two wing three. <laughs> oh my God. Booyah. Twins. I love it. Yeah. Twinning. Us, us and Jenny Autumn too. I think that she also is a two wing. That's a squad right there. That's a great trio. Yeah. What's your what astrological sign? Pisces. Oh, I'm a Cancer and Jenny's a Libra. I don't know what any of that means. I, I don't understand it really, but <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like it's a smart thing to add to the convo. Yeah. We Anyways, know the well, words. We don't know what they mean. Yes, That's I basically digress. where we're at. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I digress. So I'm then, sorry, everybody. <laughs> no, no problem. The other thing that comes up in this conversation as they're mentally preparing for this meetup is that 
Sumit mentions, yeah, we're going to have to change some of the things we do around here and be more to the custom of people here. So, for example, we wake up late. My parents will be up five or six. So we got to be awake earlier. And again, this is a lot being put on Jenny's plate. But Mm -hmm. also, Jenny, this is what you've signed up for when you've agreed to be with this man. So it's very uncomfortable because I kind of I understand that it's very frustrating. I would be resistant as well. But then if if the mathematical equation says do these things equals blessing for marriage and I want blessing for marriage, I sadly have to do them. But I feel so much for Jenny because she has to literally change everything about herself for this Mm -hmm. time being to like kowtow to the parents who might not even still approve at the end of the day. I Okay. I don't understand this specific logic. Like this is so controlling over the way that they live their life. I, I can see, you know, that you want the house to be clean, that you want her to understand how to cook traditional Indian dishes. And you would like the house to maintain to a certain standard because you want to feel like your child is marrying somebody that can keep a household, you know, running smoothly. Sure. Why does it matter what time that she wakes up? Like that is so nitpicky to me. And I understand that like, you know, if, if your parents are visiting or if your in-laws are visiting, yeah, you want to wake up at a decent hour so you can have be a good host. To them, but like, why in life, if you and your partner, it seems that Sumit also likes to sleep in and that he's Mm -hmm. fine and dandy with the sleeping in. So, like, why is that like so important to them? I don't know. That's the thing. So, here's the thing with them. Um, so he's making it obviously be a cultural thing, like, everyone wakes up Uh early. And like there and, you know, there are certain roles everyone has to play to, you know, and it has to be specifically this way where it's very clear, though, the complication here is that he clearly is okay with the way they're living. But now he rightfully does predict one thing, though. So by rightfully, I want to be clear, I don't approve of Sumit's (laughs) path and Sumit's actions, but we can tell with these two parents, they're going to be very nitpicky about what mm-hmm. needs to be. So I've won- if she does everything right in their eyes, but wakes up at 11 a.m., that's going to be an issue for them. One thousand percent. So this whole like arrangement is so uncomfortable simply because the way I see it, it seems like Mission Impossible. It really does yeah. seem like it's doomed to fail from the start. Yeah, and it's just going to be so much tension in this house. Like I'm not ready for these upcoming episodes with them all living together. And it's, you know, it's sad. Just sort of swinging back around to the point that we made, like you're making her go through all of these hoops and do all of these things to get your parents blessing. When you knew from the start that an American woman who's 30 years older than you is probably never going to get your parents blessing. So instead of torturing your partner, like, why don't you just, you know, do the best you can try and get them to a good, good enough place and, and go from there. I, I I don't know, because I feel like the things that they don't like about Jenny are nothing that she can actually change. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing, right? Is that 
it they made it seem they have made it seem for so long that okay. it's just the age difference like that mm-hmm. what would p- people think like this is mm-hmm. not appropriate if we become older you can't take care of us because you have to take care of her if something happens to you she'll oh be cool to take care of you it's a lot of that but then also mm-hmm. when you see the reason for them moving now it's well we need to make sure that she you know can live in our culture and, and be a wife in our you know living space mm-hmm. for you and all of it to me is complicated because Sumit has said he is happy with the life he has right now. He is living happily. He's living healthy. He's loving everything. So Sumit doesn't want this, but because he vies for this approval of his Mm -hmm. parents so much, he's willing to fake like a whole month of being under their rule, which is just unhealthy to me because that's not the life you're trying to build for each other. You're just lying to yourselves and then you're lying to your family more. Just be honest with them and firm it. Like if they don't approve, they don't approve, but you got to live the yeah. life that the two of you discuss. If Liana and I discussed a way of living and mm-hmm. then one day she'll wake up and she's like, you know what? My parents, my family want us to do this, 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 this. I don't like it, but let's do that. I'll be like, no, like we have yeah. one <laughs> <Yeah>. life. Let's <laughs> spend it how we want to spend it. Let's oh not do gosh. it this way. Oh, yeah. I, I the mean, idea of that is just like so absurd. Like it's mm-hmm. just wild. And like that's the thing is that I have, you know, again, like I have family um, that live under this kind of cultural rule where, Mm -hmm. you know, this is just the way we do things and we're just going to keep doing them like that, whether we like it or not. But if I have decided to not live like that, Mm -hmm. then that is a decision I'm going to, you know, stand behind. I'm not going to waver for it. It's a conscious choice I've made to be a little bit um, away from like my cultural norms, but it okay. is a life that's actively making me happy. And as long as I'm consciously okay with that, then that's the way it's going to be. So it's like, again, I think Sumit needs to do a bit of soul searching here because I don't think he understands. I don't even think he knows what he wants, to be honest, because yeah. he wants this life with her. But then one day he's like, but I miss my parents. I want to do whatever they say now. But then also I want us to be together and I want you to be happy. But then also I want my mom to be, it's too much. It's too much. It is sad. You know, obviously it is the idea would be so sad that if they don't approve of Jenny and don't give their blessing to the marriage, that then they can't have a relationship with them and he can't be around his family. Like that would be so honestly like tragic and sad. Um, So I do understand maybe he is in the, the middle of this and is like, things are not going well. Like, am I going to lose my relationship with my family? And maybe that's why he's now suddenly like, making all of this effort but now we're trying to contextualize and put words in his mouth when yeah i it's just it's just very uh complex i feel overall yeah well speaking of complex so now they the parents are en route to come over they're on their way it's the last scene we see with them they come in and there are, so this is the state of the house, right? Your in-laws are coming, you're getting the house ready. They come in immediately, the coffee table's full of rings, obviously mm-hmm. not a coaster family, Jenny and Sumit. And mm-hmm. I thought, okay, like they could have just like, you know, cleaned that up a little bit. That's fine. Uh-huh. But then they take us to the kitchen Puya. and Jenny and Sumit's kitchen Puya. is I, a oh. mess hole. It's so bad. And, you know, Dare I say, obviously disgusting. 
Disgusting. Oh yeah, it's foul. Sink, and like disgusting. It's, yeah, they just that sink has not been cleaned in months. Like that is residue Years. on residue. Years. It's it's brutal. It's absolutely brutal. And obviously, Jenny uh, Sumit's parents come in and they're like, "Oh, this needs to be cleaned. These shelves need to be cleared. There should be a space for them. There's so much dust here. You you know you need to clean that up." And I agree with them. This kitchen is a mess. You agree with them. This kitchen is a mess. But then clearly they make Jenny do everything. And Jenny's like, it's like a real Cinderella scene of Jenny has to sweep everything and they're all standing there watching her. I was like, this is so tense. I hate this. And in the midst of all this, Sumit's just standing there like a dodo, just looking at stuff. I was like, hey, dummy, give your fiance a hand. You are right. This is your kitchen too. This is not Jenny's kitchen in Jenny and Sumit's house. This is Jenny and Sumit's kitchen. Clearly, That's he doesn't see it like that. He well, made the comment. That he was immediately. Like, yeah. yeah, what was the comment? Can you give us the quote? I, I don't have it written down, but it was like, I'm so happy that like my mom is here to teach Jenny how to like properly he was like, organize I'm the okay kitchen. With, yeah, he was like, I'm okay with the cleanliness we had, but that Jenny does, but I'm happy that my mom's here doing this stuff. I'm happy Jenny's doing this. And to me, again, this is a sign of Sumit is now immediately diverting back to his parents. I feel like if Jenny and Sumit were at home alone and she was like, help me clean this kitchen, he would. But with his parents there, he's like, no, it's your job now. You do this. I'm just going to stand here with my parents. Like, it's so uncomfortable. I hated this. And Jenny is going to hate her life for the next upcoming days dealing with them. The next time on scene we see with them, um, her mom is Sumit's mom is helping her cook something. And she's like smiling, but then is saying in Hindi, like, you don't know anything. You're an idiot. But she's smiling. So then Jenny has a confession. Where she, I think she's, you know, she's smiling. She seems happy. I think we can be friends after this. And it's it couldn't be more opposite. It's so bad. Oh my God, it's cruel. It feels cruel. I, you know, and like, I know that that's what the parents were there for was to, you know, teach her how to like how culturally they would run a home, but to walk in immediately, sit down and be like, this needs to be cleaned. Walk into the kitchen and be like, this, this, this needs to be cleaned. Like, can't we settle in a little more or can't you get down on your knees also and help her instead of kicking the trash towards her? Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, this was- is again, the, the parents believe they've got the high ground because it's their approval that needs to be met because Sumit has put the power in his so, parents' hands. This isn't going to breed like the most resentment in the entire universe. Oh, it's what? sad. Puya, this com- this whole conversation has made me really sad. I was not as sad for Jenny when I came in because I was a little bit like, what is happening here? I like, what is the dynamic? But this is sad now that I am, have deconstructed it with you. Yeah, it's it like it got worse. The more we talked about it, the more sad uh-huh. I felt. I've never been more Operation Jenny Deserves Better. Again, <laughs> like Jacob said last week, I hear Chappelle's available. So maybe we okay. can bring these two kids together and make something happen. But that that's where we'll leave you with the Jenny and Sumit of it all, folks, until we see them next week in volume two of Kitchen Nightmares, which is going to definitely <laughs> be a big part of this storyline. Now, let's go over to another couple, a couple that we've not really seen for a little bit. And we've seen a lot lighter content on. Let's go over to Ellie and Victor. 
now. So <laughs> Ellie and so Victor, weird. the last time we saw them, they were in, they had visited Providencia after the hurricane. Things looked a mess. Their house is like standing still, but there's no power. The, some of the windows were broken. So their, their plan was, okay, we'll just stay in San Andreas for a little bit and then we'll gradually go back and repair and rebuild until we can move to Providencia permanently. And they were staying at a hotel, but they've decided now we need to cut costs. And the best way to do that is to cook. So we're going to rent an apartment instead for a couple months. So now they're renting this apartment. But the question on everyone's minds right now, Maggie, is going to be, did Ellie bring up the cheating incident, the infidelity? Did that get brought up? Because her friend Hiromi keeps pushing it and trying to get her to do it. So she lightly brings it up. And she mentions, you know, I want to bring this up. I want to talk about this. You moved in with this person. And she told me that you were talking about having kids and stuff. And Victor, this is the first chance we really get to hear Victor explain himself and talk about the stuff. And Victor says, yeah, um, that was during quarantine. And I didn't really mean any of that. A lot of that I didn't really mean. I was like, Victor, like, what, this is not a good stance, no matter how you look at it. So either you were lying to another woman and then lying to your, you know, fiance, or you were lying to just that woman. But you were still lying to your fiance. Like you're just this is a bad job of explaining yourself. Oh yeah. Have you do you remember that Shaggy song? It wasn't me. Oh yeah. I feel like Victor prescribes to the uh, <laughs> the logic of, of Shaggy in, in this instance. Like this is so bizarre. The way she lightly brings it up, like this is she acts as though it was like he went to the club one time and kissed a girl. Like well, that's, that's how the that's thing. like the level of like cheating that she makes it appear to be, which like so, you know, that is like, you know, something that obviously if that's important to you, you need to work through, but like not that deep. Like th- this man was living with another woman talking about having children with her. What? Well, that's the thing with 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 Ellie. And her psyche. So she, her, she was married previously. She lost her previous husband suddenly. Yes. And then here now this, you know, natural disaster happens and, you know, Victor's lucky to be alive. So she's kind of put it on the back burner completely. It's almost like she's, she doesn't want to think about that because she's just happy to get a second chance, which is very uplifting and very endearing. But then also when they talk about it, it doesn't make me feel good. You know, I'm like, yay, I'm happy Victor's here to talk about it. But then also, you know, Victor be doing some shady stuff that that Ellie's just almost willing to overlook a little bit. But this is as much as they they brought this up. This is as much as it gets mentioned here. They didn't really do anything else after that. Um, Ellie does bring up that she heard again, she was in close communication with this other woman and she had mentioned that Victor wanted a motorcycle and wanted the, the, the other person to pay for it. And Victor was like, no, I'm, I don't, I'm not in this relationship in these relationships for money or anything, but then also Victor's not working. So he doesn't have a steady income. Mm -hmm. So it's just the money thing becomes a bigger deal because in the next episode, the next episode, the next scene, we see them go to like a Home Depot type place to buy a bunch of tools and stuff because they're going to go over to Providencia the next day. So they're going to get some tools to start the rebuild process and she's paying for everything. And she mentions in a confessional, Victor doesn't really see the value in money. And Victor has a confessional where he talks about how he feels bad that he can't really contribute 
financially. And then he feels bad when he comments on prices of stuff because then he can't, you know, when, when she comments because he can't pay for anything. And there's this whole thing about they were looking at getting a wireless um, drill and the drill costs about 140. Ellie was like, I have a hard time buying something at this cost when I know I can buy it for a third of the price in the States, which I've, I've dealt with that before, you know, living in mm-hmm. Dubai, then Canada. Um, things were definitely more expensive in Canada than Dubai. Yeah. And, it, and especially in when I first moved, I used to do conversions all the time. I was like, how much am I paying for this? meal yeah oh wow this is like double the price of the mcdonald's in in dubai am i cool with this Mm -hmm. is the same meal but then after a little while i'm like well you know what this is my life now this is where i live so these Mm -hmm. are the prices that matter i can't keep comparing it to another place but she's clearly at the starting stages of that so i don't falter whatsoever but it's very hard to have the financial burden on you and then at the same time there's so much of your relationship you're worried about you still have to rebuild a whole house so you don't even know like yeah it's 140 now for a drill but that's the first cost of many costs. So it's going to be stressful. What is there a reason he doesn't work? Do we know? Well, the, I don't I want mean, to talk crap about him if there's like a good reason that he's not. OK, working. so, well, right now, Providencia, his hometown is destroyed. So there's no yeah. work there, really. So even mm-hmm. if he had a job prior, he doesn't have that right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like a grain of salt with that. It's like I don't really see for me. The reason why I'm a little bit like, hmm, there's a little bit more is that. Well, clearly he was leaning on the other woman to maybe yeah, pay no for kidding. stuff as well. And, and Ellie has been sending him money for, for stuff for like months. So this is not like a now he's out of a job. It sounds like he's not been financially independent. Yeah. I mean, from it sounds on. like he was looking for some sugar mamas to bankroll his life. And he found one from the States. So he thought that she was a cajillionaire. And was like, come on, come on over here and live with me and, and fund my life. That, that is the vibes that I get from him. And he seems like the shadiest, like loser. Well, and in the that's world. the vibe that, um, her friends got. That is the vibe. Yeah. That's even a little bit of her. She mentions that, oh, maybe he thought, cause I'm American, I'm loaded, but that's not the case. And well, I've been trying to. Right? The pizza, the pizza places. Like she was mm-hmm. a very successful businesswoman. Yes. And like for me, it's like I've been withholding talking about. Um, Victor, cause we still don't really know him. We've seen him in like four scenes total, mm-hmm. but the more we see of him, I do get a little bit of that vibe more where, um, the money is important to him and he's needed mm-hmm. it. But again, I, I need to see a little bit more before I can fully dive into the, the person sure. that is Victor. Like, unlike v- v- Sumit. Victor doesn't have the full rap sheet of appearances that we can look past on and be like, no, 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 you've showed your ass multiple times. But the evidence <laughs> yeah. right now is not kind to Victor as it stands. No. Yeah, no, it's not. I would, I would agree. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and... What do I even say other than, hey? (sighs) Well, 
That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And honestly, there's not much else here with Ellie no. and Victor. It was a very short episode for them. She ends it with basically saying she doesn't feel like he's appreciative of the money. So we'll see where it goes from there. They didn't even have a next time on, which should tell you all you need to know about how much we're going to see them for this season. I don't think we're going to see them all that much. But that takes us to the next couple. And the next couple we're going to talk about here is Corey and Evelyn, everyone's least favorite couple. Truly. I mean, what the hell? What the <laughs> hell is going on with these two? Like, I, uh, wow. I, the scene is essentially like four minutes long. And it involves him pathetically slipping notes under the door, begging her for another chance. She comes out and is like, no, are you going to sign the divorce papers? And he's like, if you give me divorce papers, I will rip them up in your face because I want another chance. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's definitely the way to win her over is to say what she, like the thing that she's asking you to do. Just like completely disrespect her and stomp on. Yeah, that's a great way to win her back, sir. Yeah. It's it's no boombox out the window. I'll say that. It was a very feeble attempt. Like, she like his, what? Yeah, it's his grand romantic gesture to write on lined paper over and over again, take me back, and to bring four flowers to her door. Well, and then yeah, the flowers looked like they were like picked off from like a table setting. Very yes. little flowers. Didn't really look like a bouquet whatsoever. And then it doesn't help that you're standing behind her door like a guard. Like she can't she mentions she was like, I need space. I need him to leave because every time I see him, I get mad and I get frustrated more. And you know, being in a relationship, I can tell you there are times where you just need to give the other person space to process and deal. And and maybe they'll be fine. But if especially with something of this magnitude, every time she sees you, what is she going to think? Liar. Cheater. Yeah. Liar. Cheater. I married you against my decisions. I married you even though I don't believe in it. Liar. Cheater. So and like we've talked about this before. Evelyn is not a good person herself. Ev- Evelyn has cheated on him in the past. But mm-hmm. in this instance, in this situation, this is live. And live, Corey, you are a douche. So you need to leave her alone and let her process you strong arming her and basically standing over her shoulder. Yeah. Like, I will never intimidating leave Intimidating her? Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. Corey, get out of here. And she's like, well, I'm going to have to call the police then and get the courts involved. And he's like, do it. I'm not leaving. And I'm like, sir, n- no. Like the last thing that your wife should feel like the way the worst way to get your wife back is to make her feel like she has to call the police on you. Yeah, that is not a good that is not a good way to go. That is not a what are you going to like show proof of love by, you know, waiting? That's that's stupid. You're being stupid. By stalking? Yeah, Yeah. no. And like 
you, you know, the family, the sisters already don't like you. The parents are going to be crushed when they hear about this. You have literally zero legs to stand on. So just let her go through her own process and see where you go. This was the only scene we got from them. Like you mentioned, it was one scene, one and done. We've already covered everything. The next time on, they're actually going to go to a marriage counselor. So something worked. And by something, I mean, he probably wore her down and she was like, yeah, let's just go to a counselor and see what happens there. Because even there, the counselor was like, by you being here, I assume both of you are wanting to work on this. And Evelyn makes a face of like, not really. <laughs> like, I'm just here because yeah, I have to make I was, appearances. I was thinking for the show, probably. The show was like, well, why don't you go to a counselor? And she was like, fine, run me my check. Yeah, this you reeks know? of the producers trying to be like, yeah. give us some more content here. Okay? Uh-huh. Let's get a Which couple fights in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we'll see where they go from there. That's really it from them. So let's just go over to another place. Let's go over to, well, we're going over to America because really this whole story followed um, Ari, but let's go to Ari and Binium here. Mm-hmm. So Ari and Binium also had a more quiet episode this week. She gets to the States and she gets picked up by her parents and her little nephew. Mm-hmm. And then on the way home, she calls Binium and Binium mm-hmm. mentions that, you know, he was hanging out with his friends because he doesn't want to be alone and bored and lonely. So that yeah. all made sense. That's completely fine. I completely understand him. He's had a of hard course. time. Yeah. He was crying I mean, at the airport, right? When she left, he was really yeah. scared that she yeah, was going to come back. And, and he's dealing with, you know, a ghost of his past where his ex-wife literally did the same thing to him, uh, but then didn't come back. Absolutely where I horrible. do think that Biniam is safe with Ari. She fully intends mm-hmm. on coming back. I put some, I'm going to cast some doubts on her family though, because her family um, is being assholes? very shady. Assholes. Excuse mm-hmm. me. I, I honestly, that sister saying like, oh, she did the cute thing. Like, I know she did the cute thing. Like she went to Ethiopia. She had the baby, but now it's time to like live in reality. Like, excuse, excuse me. She, what cute thing of going to like, this is not a three week backpacking vacation. Yeah, this isn't a gap got, year. <laughs> ex- yeah, excuse me. She went, got married, and had a family in Ethiopia. That is where she lives. If you want to try to convince her to come to America, that is absolutely within your right as a family member to try, like, you know, to say, like, we would love to have you back, but to be so disrespectful of the life that she has created and her husband. Like, how dare you? I was shocked to hear her say that at the dinner table. I was like, what a terrible, terrible person. Like, how uh, this is the father of your nephew. This is your sister's husband. And you're saying like, oh, she did the cute little thing. It's time for her to live in reality and come back home. Yeah, this whole dinner conversation reeked of privilege to me and and like assumptions, big assumptions about how, oh, well, you can't live in Ethiopia forever. That is an insane thing. Like that is you don't have the facilities there. I mean, granted, it doesn't show a good sign that Ari literally flew with a brand new baby to get Mm -hmm. the baby surgery in America because she didn't trust you know, the, the operation process to go down in Ethiopia. So that's a little bit on her, but the whole family was okay. So I'm going to put this this way. I don't think her mom and dad said anything 
she no. her mom and dad basically approached it from they would love for them to move back they they miss them and they want them all to be together so they are not coming in from a shady perspective i did write down about the sister because the sister was definitely the worst of them all because she even used the line now you got to get real about life uh-huh. i'm sorry yes. their life is more, just as real there as it is here like Excuse you are here you. like that's a harder life they're living but they're living a life that you know they are happy with i just don't understand the standpoint of well, no, you could never be happy anywhere else. You can only be happy in this state because this mm-hmm. is where we're happy. Like, that is not how the world works. Like, and she definitely, like, it hits me. Like, you definitely have not left your hometown more than, like, a month is how I, I mean, feel with her. I I was like, if you are going to come to her and be talking about the school system, be talking about all of this stuff, about what a better life she could give her son in America, you better show up with facts and figures. You better have your crap straight. You know, like you better give me all of the statistics, all of the like in have like, but her sister chose to move to Ethiopia and have a child with Binya. Like, That was the, what did she think? She was going to go there for a year and then immediately come back to America with them? Like, I don't think that that sounded at all like what Ari's plans were. I think Ari's plans were to move to Ethiopia, live with Binyam and have a family there. So for you to act like, okay, well, now it's time for her to like live real life. Excuse me? She is living her real life. And you clearly are being really disrespectful of her choices and the life that she has created. Like. Why do you just assume, oh God, that honestly got me so heated, Puya. I thought it was like so unbelievably disrespectful and absurd. Well, again, and, like I, the other like, thing is, is the privilege of it all. Like he yes. legally cannot move there. Yes. So she mentions that she applied for the K-1 visa seven months prior, but obviously during COVID, mm-hmm. things have been, offices have been closed. It's been so slow, the process. I'm actually lucky that everything processed for me in time i've mentioned this on the pod before Mm -hmm. but like a month later and i'd still be you know away from liana and Mm -hmm. and things would have been complicated so it's it's been a tough time and she has said i've applied for it but even i don't necessarily think that that is the decision we were going to make we're going to have it be for discussion Mm -hmm. so ari's clearly gonna i i can predict now she's gonna feel very much like now that I'm home, it feels nice to be back with my family and everything. Mm-hmm. But I respect Ari so much. She's doing what Sumit doesn't do. She stands behind her man. She stands mm-hmm. behind her relationship and fully, you know, represents it for what it mm-hmm. is. Happiness of my choosing. I chose mm-hmm. to be happy there. And there might be some ups and downs, but I'm happy with my decision. And it's just so hand foresee to like, Put yes. her in this position where you're trying to, in front of everyone, be like, no, you got to get serious about this. Like, life yes. is serious, friend. Come on. And, and that, that's what I was sort of getting at. Like, I don't think that it's wrong that her parents are trying to be like, wouldn't it be amazing if you were here? Like, I I totally get that. I, I really do. But to be blatantly disrespectful of her husband and her son and the culture that they are raising him in is so out of line. That was my I, scene. Yeah, no, it was completely out of line. And I feel like, you know, she's in no place to discuss this at all. Mm-hmm. Now, do we see anything else from them? Honestly, no. The next time on shows a little bit of Ari being mad at Binium because she's hurt 
because Binium is like, by the way, Binium's behaving, which I think translates to Binium's like hanging out with his friends and having fun. And I expected him to be heartbroken the entire time. He can still be heartbroken (laughs) and trying to, you know, suffocate that by seeing other people so that he can distract himself. But that is another topic for another day. (laughs) Did they have trust issues before Um, he went to Ethiopia? Billion percent because yeah. the, during this season alone, her ex husband visited them, Leandro, and oh she hadn't. Yeah, she hadn't told him that she, when she was visiting in the states last time, she stayed with him a couple days <gasps> while she was pregnant. And then there was like, "Well, you didn't tell me." She was like, "Well, nothing happened." He's like, "But you didn't tell me." So then Whoa. he felt like she was withholding. But then he also they had a dinner, and then his ex wife was also there. And then they found out that he, maybe he cheated on his ex-wife. So then she wasn't trusting of him. The trust issues are strong with this couple, but it's mm-hmm. very, very weird place to be because obviously there's trust issues with Corey and Evelyn, but we can all see them as two douchebags and move on. Whereas mm-hmm. these two, you can tell there's love there and you can tell they actually want to make it work and they actually want to mm-hmm. be together. So it's hard not to root for them to be happy together. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that takes us. You know, from a couple we want to be happy to a couple we will protect with all of our money. Oh, my God. The lovely Kenny and Armando. They're so amazing. They're so awesome. Whole episode, this whole scene with them gave me so many feelings. And literally, this is the one thing we don't get on a lot of 90 Day Fiance seasons of any spinoffs where there's always there's a break in in. I'm dunking on people. Oh, these everyone's mm-hmm. trash. These people suck. This person's the worst. Then you get to Kenny Armando and it just wipes the slate clean because they are so pure. And I want them to just be so happy. The scene starts with the two of them getting they they do Hannah's nails, their little daughter. And then mm-hmm. Hannah gives them money and then she gives an extra dollar to Kenny. And then Kenny's like, ooh, we're gonna have a party later. It was so cute. I loved it so much. This is where they start the conversation about Armando wants another baby in the household. Armando wants Mm -hmm. them. Armando's whole thing is we have a baby by my blood. You know, we have Hannah. He -hmm. wants a baby by Kenny's blood to be part of the family too. And it's a very, very um, admirable thing. And it's a very cute thing to hear Armando say, but it's very clear. Kenny has some reservations about Mm -hmm. this. Kenny is 58 and Mm -hmm. he believes that if they had a baby, like that's too late for him. He doesn't yeah. want to have a young baby. That's now. very late. Yes. And he wants potentially hypothetically to go the route of adoption instead. Now, the problem with adoption uh, that we're learning here in this episode is that the same sex nature of their marriage, right? Same sex couple. A lot of adoption agencies kind of hung up on their face when they realized, you know, they're a same sex yeah. couple. So then now they're on their way to a adoption, to an orphanage, I think, where it's all HIV positive kids that they have. Mm-hmm. And they went to just see them and to learn more about the process, basically, of how hard is it going to be? And I like that they're doing their research, right? Because they're not just mm-hmm. saying, OK, we want to adopt. They're like, let's figure out all the pros and cons and see where we're going to land with this. And then when they get to the orphanage and they talk to the person, they learn that this process is case by case. There's someone here who took four years before they could get the adoption process going. So then they were, they were going to meet up with the kids. They're going to see the kids, but mm-hmm. they were asked, Hey, don't bring up adoption. They have a, they quickly, you know, fantasize about mm-hmm. family and everything. We don't oh. want them to put them through that, which was 
so bone uh, like heart crushing because mm-hmm. then we see all the kids and they're so happy and they brought mm-hmm. gifts for the kids. This was such a sweet scene, Maggie. Oh my gosh. Well, for starters, I adore them. There's so much love between them. You can very clearly see it. You know, obviously there's a giant age gap here, almost 30 years again, but like this couple, I feel like really respects one another, deeply cares for one another. Like they make perfect sense to me. I have a question, Puya, because Kenny has children that are his blood. Uh, yes. And Armando, I know, wants to have a child of Kenny's blood in the household that he raises. Mm-hmm. But if Kenny is almost 60, which mm-hmm. is very old to be having children, um, be, just be, for the simple fact that when the child is 15, Kenny will be 75. And like, I'm thinking of how my grandparents were at 75. Like they weren't able to run around with me at Disney world at 75. You know what I mean? Right. Um, it's just, it's just tough when you get, when you're older like that to be running after a toddler at 60. That's really, you know, that's a lot. Um, I'm wondering why Armando, like if I'm Kenny, I would probably be like, you know, I have children that are my blood that love you and, you know, accept you as my husband, you know, that are a part of our family. But I suppose I do understand that Armando wants this because he is young, you know, he's 32. So he wants this uh, like picture of a nuclear family that has Mm -hmm. everybody's blood involved. Yeah. And like, I mean, Armando's seeing Kenny at this point, we're like, Unless they give us the Chiron every week, I forget Kenny's 58. Kenny has mm-hmm. always looked yeah. like he's 36 at most. So mm-hmm. I think he sees her, his husband in good health and he's like, mm-hmm. you know, I think we're going to be completely fine. But then, you know, when you put into factor, you think about the future, yeah. it might be a little bit more difficult on them. And I think that's what Kenny has realized. You know, Kenny is the person who's 58 and he's like, I know myself. I know I'm too old to yeah. potentially, you know, start fresh with a fresh baby and mm-hmm. adoption might be the way to go because if they adopt someone, they were looking to adopt someone at Hannah's age and mm-hmm. they can, you know, they can just grow and they have now their siblings have each other and that's a good place to be in. But it's all difficult because aside from all of those personal preferences, mm-hmm. adopting an HIV positive kid, they talk about mm-hmm. at length here could be a problem for them and their family because Armando is exhausted. Armando basically this whole season, the previous season, um, he is, you know, he came out to his family and even then there's been a little bit of like a delay on the acceptance. They love him. Mm -hmm. They adore him, but they're still coming to terms with who he is and Mm -hmm. he is exhausted. And he mentions in this episode, he's like, I don't want to be in a position where I'm constantly explaining myself left, right and center forever mm-hmm. like i don't want to be in that position um it's just and so yeah. i i i understand you know his feelings it's just so terrible about you know these poor children who are hiv positive they're born hiv positive the stigma is so you know strong that people are unwilling to adopt them and bring them into their home and it's so sad and painful and you know kenny was talking about how he came out right around it during the AIDS crisis in America um, in the eighties. And if you are not 
super familiar with it, there's, you know, I definitely suggest reading some plays like Angels in America. There's a book called The Great Believers that I really love. Um, there's, you know, The Normal Heart is another play that I would definitely consider reading if you want to know more sort of about the um, epidemic, if you're not super up on it. But um, it, I mean, it wiped out a, literally like 80% of the gay male population in America at the time. And um, Kenny, you know, there's not a lot of gay men around his age that are still alive, like truly in America. The the numbers are very, very low. He, so mentioned, Kenny, he mentioned that he lost mm-hmm. a lot of his friends during that. Like, yeah. it, it, it was the type of thing where, you know, I, I have a lot of queer friends who, um, you know, feel very passionately about this. And I've learned a lot mm-hmm. through them. And it, it was the type of thing where it was every single person that you knew, like it, it was 80 to 90% of your core circle uh, got it and, and passed away. Um, it was a true epidemic. And for him, I think in particular, the idea of raising a child who is HIV positive as a way to, you know, like support and pay homage to all of his friends who were killed by the disease is something incredibly powerful to him. And I absolutely understand the reason that he he would want to do that. Um, And I think that it's, it it would be, it's amazing. It makes me feel emotional, you know, Um, just, I know for him how full circle that would be. Um, But Armando, I I do also get that if, you know, you're, it's going to take four years for you to get the child. Like Kenny will be 62 at that point, you know, four years when you're 32 Mm -hmm. is not all that much. Four years when you're 58 is a lot. So I, I think that it's just very much like it, it, to me, what I saw watching them this episode was clear respect, love, understanding of who the other person was. They're listening to each other. They're going forward from a place of never wanting to hurt one another. Like they just seem like an amazing, beautiful couple. And I'm so glad that they found each other. I feel the same way. Honestly, like it's just they are a couple that fully uh, tries to understand each other. They're a couple that fully knew know what they want. They don't hide what they want from each other. They're very forthcoming, which, again, is a breath of fresh air in this franchise, because a lot of these Mm -hmm. couples, a lot of the storylines is this person's withholding this. information. I want to hang out with them. (laughs) Yeah, no, they're phenomenal. They would be a lovely Mm -hmm. hang. You can very much mm-hmm. see that. Yeah. No, yeah. It's, it's again, nothing but good things from me about mm-hmm. them. I really do enjoy them so much. So then um, we get the next time on with them. Did we get a next time on with them? Let me just quickly yeah. check my notes we here. We did. we did. So yeah, it, it's, it's, this is something that Kenny has brought up in the previous episodes in like a confessional, but he's basically going to tell Armando, Hey, I, I need to be honest with you. I'm very homesick. And Mm -hmm. we see them tease like, oh, Armando's like worried that he's going to want to leave. I genuinely don't think that's going to be the case. I think that this is probably going to end up in I'm going to visit them or something. Yeah. Like I want to make it a really big point to go at least two or three times a year to visit my kids. And because I think that one of his daughters is pregnant, I believe in the next time Mm -hmm. on, she said that he's going to be a grandfather again. So I think that that's going to be like, I want to be able to be there when she gives birth and meet the new baby and, you know, all of that. 
Yeah, I hope no, I think so too. <laughs> I hope I'm, that they work again, it out. <laughs> no, they will. They were. They're going to be completely fine. I'm rooting for them with all of my heart, mm-hmm. and I'm so happy that they're on our screens. Now, this next couple, the final couple, mm-hmm. I'm happy they're on my screen, but I can't stand one of them. Let's go to Stephen and Alina to finish off the session here today. Oh, yeah. So oh, yeah. I yes. Man, take it away. This man is so awful. This man is the worst man. This man is the worst person on the episode. <laughs> that that is my strong feeling. This guy, this loser, who is I, I mean, I just like I want to tell Alina to run away. Run away. You know, I was not clearly I was like Julia run away from Brandon 90 day proper last season. I was like, get out mm. of there. No, this she does not hold it. This does not hold a candle to Steven and Alina. At least Brandon was devoted to. Yeah, yeah, Brandon was devoted to Julia. This guy is like, what is he doing? And he's so like the vibes are so bad and so dark. Like, I don't know what this guy's up to. I don't trust him one bit. You, as you shouldn't. He is uh, awful. He is an awful human. Um, let's talk about him. Let's talk about what happened here. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is okay. So the last time we saw them, Alina's mom is now in Turkey. And she is visiting to make sure everything's on the up and up. She visits on the heels of them having a big fight when he reveals, yeah, I'm not a virgin and all this other stuff. And now they're at after a making cafe her, of sorts. Sorry, there, sorry. Just want to make sure that it's clear to everybody. After making her follow the rules of uh, Mormonism to a T, like she cannot oh, drink yeah. coffee. Like she cannot. Yes. Like they're... After being like, I can't be with you unless you are following very strictly the Book of Mormon and are going to convert to my religion uh, because this is very important to me, which, look, I absolutely think that, you know, that is something if you have a partner who is very religious, who would like you to convert, that is your decision to make. And there's nothing wrong with your partner for asking Mm -hmm. you to do that. But um, excuse me. Then come to find out I'm not drinking coffee for you and you knew me and we were literally like in in the beginnings of our relationship and you were sleeping with other women. Which is like the number one no no in Mormonism. How dare you, Stephen? How dare you? (laughs) Not great at all. At all. Um, We learn about this coffee thing. So I didn't know that coffee was a part of it, but 
Alina's yeah. mom orders like an iced coffee and Alina's like, can I try some of that? Steven's like shaking his head. No. And that's already uncomfortable enough given that we mm-hmm. know they've been fighting, but it gets worse. It gets oh. worse here because Steven very clearly is telling Alina's mom, yeah, I would love if you also got baptized and is fully trying to convert her mom at this hangout. Man, Stephen is wild. Like the audacity of this man is out of this world. Like, okay, so I know Jacob was on last week and he Mm -hmm. came on to the Real Housewives podcast. And the first thing he asked me was, uh, a question that you had to ask a lot to me. I believe he did it. Oh, yeah, I didn't live on the think podcast, he was going to ask. And I explained it to him live on the podcast. We we were, we put a not safe for work warning at the top of the podcast uh, mm-hmm. about soaking, you know, what soaking is. Um, but Mormons, like, so I'm, you know, Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, a lot of the women are Mormon mm-hmm. on the cast. And one of them specifically is ex-Mormon, has recently left the Mormon faith. I have a very close friend who is ex-Mormon who um, has, you know, sort of explained to me, like, I feel like I actually know more about Mormonism than like the typical, you know, American woman living in New England. Um, Mm -hmm. So yeah, there's a ton of rules because you want to keep the body pure as Stephen sort of explains, like you want everything to maintain pure and perfect in the name of, of the Lord. Um, so you are not allowed to get your ears pierced or tattoos because your body has to remain pure. Um, you're not allowed to drink coffee or anything that would like all put you into any sort of altered state. Um, and you are definitely not allowed to have sex, which hence the soaking, which I don't know. Do your listeners know what soaking is? Oh yeah. Mari, um, explained it to us at length on one of the pods. That's actually, I learned about it live on pod, which was a wild experience. Yeah. Good times. Good times. Jacob also learned about it live on pod from me. So, uh, (laughs) yeah, it's, I mean, you know, but this is what I like. This is the type, the, you know, religion of Latter-day Saints, you know, that's, you know, the church of Latter-day Saints is what, uh, Mormonism is it's called. Um, they have clearly very, very strict rules. Mm-hmm. Um, and the the thing that I can't get behind is the hypocrisy of it from Stephen, which clearly is what Alina has a problem with too. And then to, the audacity of Stephen to get in the freaking confessional and be like, well, I had sex once and it's like sugar. Like you have it once and you just, you just want more. I'm like, hey, oh, Stephen, are yes. you actually going to compare having sex with living, breathing women to consuming cotton candy? What is wrong with you? He needs help. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he very much has had this demeanor for the whole season where it's like, well, I don't want us to get tempted. It's like, dude, you just, you know, if you if you're trying to not do something in this instance and if she's trying to, you know, play ball, play ball. I I just I couldn't believe that he was on this like kick of trying to convert her live mm-hmm. in front of us and i loved the clap back from alina in this episode mm-hmm. alina was like oh, okay so like i we have to you know follow these commandments but you can't follow the chastity commandment that's very interesting to me 
And then the um, combined, they also say, so you pick what you feel like following. It was so funny to me because I wanted them to get theirs and they were getting their kicks in, which was phenomenal. <laughs> but also the sad matter, the fact of the matter is, is that this relationship is something that is in progress, right? It's not like ended. So mm-hmm. it's, it's still something that she's trying to decide. And I just, I couldn't believe the gall on this guy to try and convert the mom and then also be like, yeah, but you can't have coffee. Even though I did all the things I've mentioned, you still can't do it. Yes. It's wild. I understand. How important is it to you? Actually, that's what I'm thinking. If I'm her, because yes, if I'm in love with you and this is a really important thing to you, then we can talk about it. I can figure out, you know, my own feelings about it, but you're telling me that it's actually not important to you since you're sleeping with people or are you just a raging misogynist and everything else? The part of, you know, controlling what my behavior and what I do is important to you, but you can do whatever the hell you want. No. Yeah. Yeah. It's very much um, this hypocritical thing that Alina brings up quite a few times that you, this is like Steven's such a hypocrite for X, Y, Z reason. And I, you know, I think all of us see that very clearly, very, very clearly that this is something that he is, he is doing. And it feels bad because like, again, I'm not trying to, you know, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm not looking down on anyone's beliefs here. Whatsoever. Absolutely not. Mm-mm. Yeah, whatsoever. We're not talking about the church. This is no. the church of Stephen that we're talking about, okay? <laughs> this is the rules that he seems to just throw willy-nilly into the air. And that's why I'm saying he's in. he cares way more about controlling Alina's behavior than he does about his belief system. I believe, based off of what I saw this episode. Because if you really cared that deeply about your belief system, you would be following it to a T also. Yeah. And I un, like, you know, obviously with everything, struggles can come, speed bumps can come along the way, but it's just, it's the way he goes about it. Right. I think ultimately that's what it is, is it's the way he goes about it with her where she has to do A, B, C, D, E, F, G, but then he's done something and he's kind of like, well, I, you know, it's my, I have to improve. And it's like, yeah, but I don't know. It's just, it's, I just, I don't like it. I don't no. like the way he he tries to control uh, her whatsoever. Facial expressions, weird, Puya, at the table mm-hmm. with the mom, right? That wasn't that weird. Yeah, and, and then he brings up in confession that like, you know I would have hoped Alina wouldn't bring up any of this conversation before we talk about it ourselves. I was like, yeah, maybe you should have also brought up to Alina in private of like, hey, what about your mom converting? Do you think that's something we could do? <laughs> like you did, you sprung this on her just yeah. as much as she sprung something on you, but then. Later, okay, he, they ask him to leave. So he leaves and the, it's just Alina and her mom talking. And they basically get to a point where um, the mom asks, do you believe Steven? Alina says, not right now. I don't really think right now. And she says, mom says, there's no sense to keep this kind of relationship. The mom's mm-hmm. like, listen, these are red flags. Get rid. It's over. Let's mm-hmm. move on. But clearly Alina is still feeling something because the next scene, they go over to this like, <laughs> rabbit fortune telling merchant person and like the rabbit picks out a fortune oh, from a cube Lord. and then they read the fortune and the fortune kind of said something about like someone's passionately in love with you or whatever and it leans like this is a sign this was a sign to give a, give him another chance most likely and I was like if you're getting signs from a rabbit picking out a fortune 
from a thing that probably has all fortunes and no like bad things, then this is a sign that you need to get rid of this relationship. This is a sign that this mm-hmm. is not it for you. Yeah. I mean, uh, I I don't know really what to say about the rabbit thing. I thought it was odd and I hope that it was just like for the show, you know, just like a, a cute little segment that they were going to do. Um, mm-hmm. But Alina's mom, I was like, yes, yes, Alina's mom. That is so like that. It just reminded me of my parents. Like my parents would be like, get out of there. Like they would be like, relationship is over. Come back to Russia. Like get out of here with this dude who's trying to convert me at lunch. And while yeah. it's holding me while I'm drinking my coffee, you know, I, I just think it's, it's, yeah, it's so bad. Puya. Yeah. It's doomed to fail. I do not see the two being compatible. I don't see them being together. I just okay. could not fathom. But them this getting is my married. thing. Puya. I also thought Mike and Natalie were doomed to fail and now they are married living in his home. That's cold, you know? So like, I, I'm like, is this, is well, she going to leave him? Like, I don't even no, know. No. They doomed to fail. They, they divorced. They're, they're done now. It happened. Oh, did they get a divorce? They did get a divorce. They did get a divorce. Oh, boy, um, I didn't know that. Yeah, and we've seen Natalie's been seen filming scenes like with a camera crew with some other man. So there's some suspicion that she's on this next season of the single life potentially. Yeah, they're Ooh. completely separated. And um, yeah, Mike was seeing someone from like um, Rock of Love, I think, or Daisy oh, of Love, one of those of who? loves. Oh my God, who? Who? I need oh, to know. God. I must. Know. I'd have to. I'd have to figure. Let me. Let me see if I can find that for oh, you. My while gosh. We're this discussing is stuff here. So exciting, Puya. I had no idea. Yeah, it's I, been. It's been wild. It's been wild around these streets. Um, okay, yeah. So, uh, Marcia Brazil Alves. Does that ring any bells? Let me look her up. Okay. Well, you know, um, they gave uh, everybody nicknames, I think, on on Rock of Love or whatever. Yeah, she was um, Brazil was her nickname. Oh, my gosh. No, I I don't really recognize her, but yeah, she was like from season three of Rock of Love, apparently. Rock of Love bus. No idea. (laughs) Okay. Wow. Yes, she is. There's a picture of them in the pool. (gasps) Wow. Oh, Puya, this is so good. And he's with her son. Oh, my goodness. I'm like... Mess. 90-day mess. By this. (laughs) This is is thrilling news for me. I'm sorry, everybody. I haven't been keeping up. Um, Well, wow. And then... On 90 Day Bears All, which is the um, after show, special after uh-huh. show they have on Discovery Plus, they had a segment with Alina and Steven. And uh-huh. right as the segment started, they were like, we're not going to tell you what the status of the relationship is to keep the show going. But very clearly, Steven was in America and Alina was not because <laughs> Alina was not in the studio. So I think they're done. I think this yeah, is the unforgivable um, but he's just mess. So it doesn't seem like this is the unforgivable thing, Puya, because in the, you know, next time on, we get her being like, I set you up. One of my friends was, yeah, and I know I'm everything. So excited. I'm so excited about Operation Masha. 
Yeah, no, it was such a fun scene at the start of the season where she got her friend to set up a message and send it to him to trap him, and he replied uh-huh. to it. So I guess we're gonna find out the true story that happened there. Oh it's been a what long if he sent nudes or wait. something? What if he sent nudes? Oh my god! See, th- that would be wild. I feel like it's not gonna be too too bad, but knowing Steven, he's going to put his foot in his mouth, and it's gonna get worse. So I'm excited for that for sure. <laughs> I'm yeah. I'm shook by all of it. This is I re- like I said I really loved this. I was very compelled by these two hours of television or this hour and a half or whatever it is. I was really really into it. I I really enjoyed it, and I love the fact that like finally we had a couple that I was watching that I was like actually really rooting for and thought was lovely and Kenny and Armando. And like there's mm-hmm. a lot of mess happening elsewhere, but there's at least one person to anchor us, and like you can very you clearly that. see the love there. Yeah. Yeah, you need that anchor. You need that, you know, hope and love there. So I'm glad we got it. Yeah, because last season on 90 Day Proper, all we had was like Jovi and Yara and Mike and Natalie. (laughs) It was like worse and worse. There was like no one that I was like, yeah. Stephanie and Ryan. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, life is fine when we've moved on. We're in a good place now. Yeah. Maggie. Thank you so much for coming through to talk oh, about all this nonsense so with fun, me. Puya. Thank you for having me. This is awesome. Anytime. Let the people know where can they find you? What else do you have going on? Give sure. us the plugs. You can find me on Twitter at underscore ML Morgan and on Instagram and TikTok at ML Morgan underscore. And if you go to my Twitter, you'll see that this Saturday... There is an org Big Brother game that is going on to benefit my friend, Molly LeCaptain. She has been recently diagnosed with stage four colon cancer. So we're raising money for her um, with the Big Brother game. Puya has been kind enough to agree to participate. So uh, Puya will be involved. Grace Leader from RHAP, as well as Chappelle. Well, I'll be playing. My little brother is playing to help benefit mm-hmm. Molly. So um, we're taking donations now. Um, if you go to my Twitter, the at underscore ML Morgan, you will be able to see all of the information there. Um, we're taking donations now. And whoever gets the most donations um, before the start of the game gets a special power. And then day of, it will all be live streamed. So you can watch if you're interested. Day of, there will be a flash flash donations to give out uh, prizes during the game to different um, contestants and I will be streaming all of that. Look out on uh, social media. I'll let everybody know where I'm streaming. I haven't figured out quite yet where I will be, but I will be streaming live to talk about it the whole time. So I'm excited. Thank you for that. Yeah, I'm very excited to play. It's been a minute since I've played a game like this and you know, it was for a good cause. So I, I immediately was like, yeah, there's no world where I'm not <laughs> doing this. So See, I can't tell you to- how much I appreciate it, Puya. Seriously. No, no problem. Pleasure is all mine. I'm happy to do it. I'm happy to be a part of it. And I, I look forward to um, voting out Jenny's future husband, Chappelle. So that'll be a good time for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, Puya, there's a, a lot of the people who are playing. I, I'm friends with most of the people playing. And mm-hmm. one of them in particular, I'm not going to tell you. I don't want to sound like I'm pre-gaming, but they text me and they're like, oh, my God, Puya's playing. I'm like totally fanning out right now about it. So I was like, okay, well, I'm not, I'm not going to say anything, you know, but like they, people are definitely excited that you're going to be there. I think you're going to have some people wanting to work with you. I can't wait. <laughs> they listen so to the Hot fun. Mess Express. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, um, if you do a little bit of Hot Mess Express, you can find me on Twitter at Puyaism. You can find me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Puya. I do stream there three, four times a week. It's always a good time there. Please come and say hi. And The Masked Singer with Liana. We have fun there, too. It's more goofy stuff there as well. And this season of The Masked Singer so far has been a lot of fun for us to go through. So definitely check us out there. And one other thing I want to put out there. Um, go give a check. If you are a fan of wrestling or not, check out the Wrestling Rehap Up with Matt and Mari. Matt and Mari bring you wrestling and cover it piece by piece so you don't have to watch even if you don't. They do such a good job. They bring guests that do not watch the show, do not watch the wrestling or are new to wrestling and really give you complete insight. I'll say this. I've done their podcast twice now and no one does prep like they do prep. They research everything. They give you all of the content you need so that you do not have to, you know, go looking for it yourself if you don't know. Whether you're a newcomer or a fan, you're definitely going to get something with the two of them. They're always a good time. So if you check out the wrestling wrap up on the reality wrap ups feed where you can find this as well. And last but not least, if you can leave a rating or review for this podcast, please do so. Go over to Rob's website dot com slash 90 day fiance. That's the number nine number zero day fiance. It helps people find the podcast, which will be great. Bring more people on the hot mess express. And it allows me to get your feedback. Uh, this will help me know if things are working, if they're not working, what can I do better? And you know me, I'm constantly going to try and improve this content so that is the best possible 90 day podcast out there now i'll be back in about 20 seconds to talk about 90 day bears all this week (laughs) we have kalani asuelu kenny and armando on it's gonna be great i can already tell you i think it's gonna be great i hope there's no musical performances we'll see but until then take care have a good one i'll catch you in 10 seconds bye Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the 90 Day Fiance Bears All portion of the coverage. Now, before we get into that, there's been some announcements in the 90 Day world. A lot is going to be happening. And might I just say, when we thought, okay, how are we going to fit in the 90 day fiance, the single life into the coverage? We now have a new show coming out as well. We're going to have a 90 day fiance before the 90 day season five coming back December 12th. So to be clear, November 12th, we're getting 90 day, the single life. December 12th, we're getting 90 day fiance before the 90 day. So back to back new seasons coming right into our world. But the good news is I have a feeling that 90 day the other way will be done before 90 day fiance before the 90 day starts. So we will be probably covering two shows per podcast, which we've done in the past. So I don't fret that it's going to be a problem. We'll be okay. But we move. I just wanted to let y'all know in case you didn't know or hear about that announcement. Now, this episode of 90 day bears all had main characters were Kalani, Asuelu, Kenny and Armando. And Tim and Veronica were also there as well. Not a lot happened, but it was very fun. Anytime Kalani and Asuelu are on, they just have a good time together. Asuelu is such a lighthearted person. He makes us all laugh. And this episode was no different. Now, the main things that came up here, uh, obviously, it's 90 Day Bears all. So a lot of focus is put on like the 
the uncensored, the unfiltered. So they showed us a scene from that first, from last season where, um, Kalani Anasuelu, you know, he put these rose petals in this cabin for them. And then he wanted, you know, he kicked out the camera crew, said they could have sex. And basically they talked a little bit about that. Nothing really of note showed up. Then they showed us Tim and Veronica. They had a bunch of confessionals about, um, uh, uh, Kalani and Aswalu during pillow talk, 90 day fiance pillow talk. So then they showed them that they had to address it. Um, Tim said, I think that Kalani has a lot of patience. And Aswalu was like, well, I have patience too. Like, I don't know why you're saying that. I also have patience. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a patient guy. That was very cute. But then they jokingly asked uh, Tim, Tim, anyone from the 90 day universe that you would set up Veronica with, who would it be? And he says, Big Ed and Colt, and Veronica looks annoyed. Like, this is clearly them messing with each other. But then he changes the answer to, you know what? I can't even remember now. The important thing is that he made his little jokey joke. And then the next thing was Veronica was asked the same question. Veronica thinks about it and goes, you know what? I I think Tim would really like Fernanda. And Tim definitely agrees with that sentiment and says, yep, Fernanda's the one. Um, I, I think, you know, she's cute, whatever, whatever. Then she, he also mentions, who is the wrestler one that I, the one that's a wrestler now, Paula? I like her. I like her as well. Um, then they did a word association game with the four of them where they had them, uh, look at, uh, they were given cast members from 90 Day the other way and they had to give one word to describe them. N- again, nothing important pops up here. It's kind of the same that you would expect. They played a game with Kalani and Asuelu where, they brought in a bunch of items and some of them were sex toys. Some of them were household appliances and Asuelu had to talk about through them and then decide which is a sex toy and which is a household item. And these were not, again, not that important, but it's Asuelu describing sex toys. So, you know, it was a fun time. Um, he, the way he went through describing a penis pump nearly took me out. It was way too ridiculous. And then he thought, um, like a garlic crusher thing was a sex toy, which obviously it isn't. And a cat toy was a sex. He just sex toy for all of them, basically. And then, uh, we meet Kenny and Armando. So Kenny and Armando are now here as well. And they are asked about their wedding stuff. And, you know, they mention, yeah. Um, with, with Armando, like he, for the wedding, he didn't want an RSVP list. He, anyone can show up the day of, that's fine. And Kenny was like, I didn't want that. So Kenny put his foot down on everything. So then that happened. Their discussion didn't have a lot there. One thing we did find out is that Cassidy, Kenny's daughter is now pregnant. So we learned that news. So that's a thing that happened. Um, and, and then we also learned that, uh, Armando does not like driving. They played a game with them where they said, I'm going to ask a question. The first thing that pops into your head, answer with that. And, you know, nothing. where would you like to travel Switzerland? You know, so again, nothing of note, nothing of importance for us to report on here. But again, if, I, if so far we've had, what, six episodes of Bears All, this would be the one I tell people to watch if they wanted to watch one. Because it was just goofy, fun stuff, and I kind of liked everyone there. So that was great. Oh, they also did ask Tim about his ex, Jennifer, now dating Jesse. And they asked him to comment on some of the stuff Jesse said in the previous Bears All. And there doesn't seem to be much love lost there. I don't think Tim really is all about Jesse. But that's nothing surprising to us whatsoever. Now, luckily, 
y'all. Luckily, this week we did not have some annoying musical performance that would just bleed the ears like this. America comes to America. No, don't come to America. It didn't happen. Yay, everybody. We're happy. It's good. Instead, they had Kenny and Armando face off against Kalani and Asuelu in a game of you know, basically heads up where um, Armando had a word and he had to describe it as best he can without rhyming, without saying the word, and, and Kenny had to guess it. And the game was called Father Knows Best because they were all parent-related terminology. Now, Kenny and Armando, they struggle, they struggle, they get three, correct, in the two-minute time span. Then they flip the table over to Kalani and Asuelu and I was laughing so much during this segment. Um, the two of them, Kalani and Asuelu, their chemistry knows no bounds. And the way she gets <laughs> irritated when Asuelu doesn't get it and Asuelu's just yelling out guesses, it was phenomenal. I have clipped two segments of this to share with you. Um, the two words here, just so you know, are diaper rash and dilation. Okay, so diaper rash and dilation. This is how that went. When you change a baby and they get a thing on their butt. Shit. <laughs> this is so bad. Poop. You, do, you literally aren't going to know any of these. No. Okay, when you're giving birth and your cervix opens. Vagina. <laughs> a baby. That was a lot of that for two minutes. Again, so good. Sean was crying. They cut to Sean and she had tears in her eyes. That's how much she was crying, laughing. It was it was so good. But that's basically it, y'all. I don't want to, you know, take too much of your time. Nothing else really happened. I appreciate you coming through. Again, you can find me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Puya. You can find me on Twitter at Puyaism. You can find me on other podcasts such as The Mass Singer Rehap Up right here on this very network. And if you can leave a rating and review, I would appreciate that. Rob is a website.com slash 90 day fiance, number nine, number zero, day fiance. Um... So I, I did ask last week if, if people had opinions on whether or not I should start the 90 day single life as Discovery Plus rolls that out or not. More people reached out and said, do it. So we will be doing it. So no, come November 12th, I will be adding a segment where we talk about 90 day bears all. Now I don't think that's going to be like a full. So for example, if a podcast is about an hour 15, hour 20, I think I could, Bears all will probably be 20, 25 minutes worth tops. Uh, we'll see where it goes. Obviously the first couple episodes, you gotta reintroduce everyone to all the cast people. That'll take a little longer, but that's where my vision is for that. And then Bears all will get knocked back to like five minute tight or something like that. But hey, it's a work in progress here on the Hot Mess Express. And you know me, I'm always gonna try and improve it the best way possible so that we are in a position where we have all the content under one roof and you can get your full 90 day fix right here on the Hot Mess Express with me, your host and conductor. Until next time, though, I do appreciate you being here. I'll be back next week with my guest. Everyone else left? Okay, this is between us, okay? Next week, I'm going to have Jason Reed on. Jason, if you might remember, was the first person on this podcast to say, Jenny and Sumit, no, they're not. Like, I don't believe in it. They're not going to work together. And I was like, Jason, you dummy. I think they're going to be fine. I think they like each other. I think that's all going to work out. Here we are a year and a half later. Jason's about to come back and be like, I told you so. So Jason Reed will be back with us next week. Appreciate y'all checking us out. Take care. Have a nice day. Bye. 
With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.